Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Virtual Student Experiences Season 2 webinar. Today's webinar will focus on acting. If you're new to our program, VSC, or Virtual Student Experiences, is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. We at VSC want to be the inspiration for aspiration, and our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in the career area of interest in a friendly and casual setting. If you're a student that knows what you want to do in the future, we at VSC want to encourage, allow, and connect you with professionals. Through VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career area of interest really fits their personality, skills, and of course, overall interests. Uh, through VSC, you'll be able to hear from a wide variety of guests from a variety of seniority levels. And to find out more information and to be notified about upcoming webinars, you can visit our website at virtualstudentexperiences.com. And before we get started, I just want to let you all know how this is going to work, so hang on tight. Firstly, I'm going to be asking our guest professional that I'll introduce in second, a series of base knowledge questions so that you can get a good idea of who she is and what she does. If at any time you have a question, feel free to post it in the Q&A module down below and we will get to it in the later part of the webinar. We highly recommend that you do ask questions during this webinar because an opportunity to get an answer right here, right now, instead of reading about it later on the internet. And quickly introducing our VSC core team of volunteers, we have Buddy, Gabby, Jonathan, Coco, Tommy, and Audrey. And without further ado, our guest today is Miss Serena Johnson. Miss Johnson is a multidisciplinary artist who grew up in Logan, a small Southern Illinois town. After receiving several acting and public speaking scholarships, Ms. Johnson decided to pursue acting as a profession, eventually transitioning into producing, writing, and directing. Ms. Johnson can be seen in award-winning films such as West Hollywood Motel, More Scenes from a Gay Marriage, A Measure of the Sin, Stuck, Castle Club, Watch Out, and Round Ball. Theater projects include Hollywood Fringe Darlings Pinata, directed by Stan Zimmerman, Complex Eye on Women, directed by Ebony Gilbert, as well as numerous Town Street Theater and NEO, Assemble Theater Productions. She also co-produced the revival of Justin Tanner's Heartbreak Help um, and Miss Johnson's play Border Towns won Slam Boston's Diverse Voices in Theater Competition and her short plays have been produced in theaters around the country. So thank you very much for joining us today, Miss Johnson. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so just to start off, can you kind of from your perspective, tell us a little bit about what acting is in the real and professional world and how you got into that field? Okay. Uh, first and foremost, acting is a business. <laughs> um, people like to kind of forget that because a lot of times if somebody is pursuing acting, they, they tend to think of it as, as something fun. Um, but a, a lot of times um, artists tend to devalue their work. So I always, I always preface this, acting is a business and you have to treat it as such. And as much as you love it, um, always go into it knowing that it is a business. Um, so part of that is obviously you, you, know, you have to do your research for roles, um, you have to sell your business, which is your character type, your, you know, um, your demographic. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's always where I start with people is, is always remember that you are a business. You're, you're selling your product and your product just happens to be your acting skills. Great. Um, and can you maybe speak a little bit about how you got into the acting field? What was maybe your first gig and how you really got incorporated into that business? 
Um, so <laughs> like any good business by accident, I think. <laughs> no, um, when I was in high school, I uh, auditioned for our forensics team and, uh, and I ended up getting uh, scholarships to go to college. And so it was always something where I, I had always intended to do other things, but it kept kind of paying the bills. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I did, I just was like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep doing this as long as I can kind of make money at it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, went to college on, on scholarships and then uh, started getting into movies and um, then kind of transitioned into production coordinating as well as acting. Um, because that's another thing that you always have to remember is um, acting isn't like a normal nine to five job. I mean, obviously you're always looking for work, um, you know, once one project's over, unless you get, you know, a hit TV show, you're, you're kind of in a perpetual state of looking for work. So if you don't like to perpetually be looking for work, it's probably not the business for you. Um, but as long as you have something on the side for the downtime when you're not working, you know, you, it's a lot less nerve wracking, um, you know, and a lot of people will find jobs that they can kind of, you know, still be able to audition and things like that during the day, but have flexibility. So, um, so especially starting out, you want to be able to have something that, you know, you can, you can eat and pay the bills, but also be able to go on auditions. That's great. Um, and then maybe can you speak a little bit to where your passion, your interests for acting really began? Um, I think it started with just the idea of figuring out somebody else, like, um, you know, the different characters that you play. It, it's, it's, you know, I actually for the longest time, I wanted to be a psychologist because um, I, I just find people interesting uh, and the reasons for doing things interesting. So acting is kind of a bit about that. Like you're, you're trying to figure out why a character does what it does in, you know, in the confines of the space that's created for it. And so I think that my passion for acting actually came from that, just the, the desire to understand characters that I normally wouldn't either encounter or I'm just not at all like them. So, um, and also you have to kind of find common ground a bit, you know, um, in, in terms of like your own personality versus what, you know, a character you're playing is. So, so I think that's, that's really, where my passion for it started. <laughs> it's really cool. It's kind of that creative touch. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then I guess, were there any special steps or requirements that you had to meet in order to get into the acting business? Um, you, you know, not, acting is just one of those, it, it's kind of, I, I wouldn't say there are steps. It's, it's more of a, you have a, a constant learning curve, I think, you know, cause if you like, let's say you start off in theater well, then if you want to transition into film or, you know, television, there are, there are different kind of protocols for each and how you behave on sets and, and, and the, you know, different, um, you know, like, you know, for example, in, in live theater, you have to project things like that. So it's, it's almost like you have different skills that you have to pick up along the way to do each of the different types of, you know, acting in different platforms. Uh, even Zoom, Zoom is a, a whole new, <laughs> it's a whole new world and, and it's trying to figure out, okay, well, what works best on Zoom? Like what, you know, what reads best for the audience? You know, it's, it's, I mean, clearly you're not projecting in a huge auditorium, but you're, you know, you do have to, you have to, you have to find the balance and how to, you know, how to perform in the different spaces that you are in. That's awesome. 
Um, and then as a person who went to school on scholarship, can you maybe speak to what role education really played in your success and maybe how important it is to go to a named school or maybe to just get good grades? Does that really matter? I, I'm, I'm not really a named school person. I, I, I think that the key to education is being surrounded by instructors who actually know what they're talking about and are passionate about what they're talking about. Um, I don't, I don't care if you go to one of the, you know, the Ivy leagues or, you know, to me, honestly, the, the education you can get in a, you know, in a community college in a cornfield can be just as valuable, if not more than an Ivy league education. It, it, to me, it really, really matters the instructors that you have. Um, and, you know, I, I was very lucky. I was actually talking to a friend of mine about this the other day that I, I happened to have a group of amazing instructors along the way. So, so for me, I, I would definitely say, look at the instructors who are teaching um, for whatever college you plan on going to uh, or whatever ones you're applying to for whatever field it is and really look at the instructors that are teaching. And, you know, and if you have a, a chance to even sit in on the classes and see how they teach, um, that can make a difference as well. I mean, I, I know actually a large part of why I didn't continue on inside was because I actually did not like the, the psychology instructors uh, that I had at, at one of the, the colleges I went to. I just, they, I, it wasn't something that we just didn't jive, you know, like for whatever reason. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that the instructors are a very key role in, in teaching you about their life experience, honestly, you know, and in terms of like what they've learned as, you know, professionals, you know, and how, how they got to where they are and, and the things that they're continuing to learn. That's another thing that you have to look at is whether educators are actually continuing their own learning process, because, you know, you don't just stop learning because you become an instructor. Like you have to keep learning because especially in the entertainment industry, it's, it's changing constantly. Again, like Zoom, like, you know, that's the perfect example. Like, you know, this is a, a whole new world for everybody, you know, having to try to perform, you know, in, in these kind of fashions. So, um, so yeah, being a willingness to keep learning and, and um, yeah, and just in going from there, I, I think that, you know, in terms of, school that that's probably the the most important thing that you can look at i i think personally very cool um and then maybe can you speak a little bit to maybe the most important lessons you took away from your education whether it be high school or or at the college level that maybe you you incorporate into your job today um flexibility um listening is key i i think that um being able to listen is, is actually, it's probably the most important lesson in acting in general is, is listening. Um, a lot of people, you know, think it's, you know, oh, it's memorizing lines and saying them back, but really you're, you're hearing what somebody else is saying and yeah, you're speaking somebody else's words, but you're reacting to what somebody else is saying. So um, definitely listening, um, flexibility, um, always show up early. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, always a good rule of thumb. Always be at least, you know, at least 10 minutes early, if not more. Um, I mean, not crazy early. Don't get there like five hours early, but <laughs> you want to get there early because you never know, you know, um, you know, I've 
shown up early before and then suddenly they're like, oh, we've completely changed the script. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness I showed up early so I can rememorize this. So um, yeah, so just just be, be prepared to always be kind of on your feet, ready to go for whatever gets thrown your way. Um, and also don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, and, you know, when you're not actually like, you know, getting ready to perform, watch what's going on. You know, that you, you learn a lot being on set by just watching what other people are doing. And you learn a lot, not just what to do, but also what not to do. <laughs> like some of the most valuable lessons you can learn are actually the lessons of, okay, I should never do that. That's not a good thing, so. Awesome. Um, that's very insightful. Um, but now could you maybe talk a little bit about your time as an actor in the film industry, apart from the theater, just, just more focusing on the film industry. Okay. What, what aspects of it though? Like, I mean, maybe just what roles you played and maybe what skills you employed, um, maybe a little bit about the process as well. Okay. Um, I mean, it really kind of just depends on, you know, in terms of skill, um, again, that's something that you kind of learn from being on set. You know, you learn to ask, okay, is this a medium shot or close up? You know, you learn to, um, you know, uh, you know, something as simple as like, you always want to, in film, especially, you know, for continuity, you always want to pick things up and set them down the same way so that when somebody's going in to edit, you make their life easier. <laughs> you never want to make an editor's life harder by like, you know, setting things down at different points or whatnot. So it's things like that you kind of learn on set. Um, and, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, characters, it really just, every character is different, you know, and you have to be able to approach them, uh, you know, for what the project is. Also, you have to be able to listen to, you know, what the director's vision of a character is, because just because you have a vision of a character doesn't mean that the director has the same vision and you have to be able to take direction and actually like, okay, this was my idea of the character, but this is how, you know, they're wanting me to, to play the character. So I'm the director's, you know, it's the director's world, you know, <laughs> so, so you have to be open, I guess, and open to, to changing whatever you had planned on doing. Like you have to be able to kind of, okay, change it up and, and go with something else. Right. Um, and then maybe can you also speak about your time in the theater industry and how maybe that differed in, in that sense? Um, theater, you, you know, it, it's funny. I was talking with somebody else about this the other day. You, you actually, for me personally, I always feel like I have a little bit more control of character in theater. Um, because at the end of the day in film, you know, your, your performance is dictated by the director and the editors. I mean, you know, you could like, for example, you could go in and have a take and you think, okay, this was my best take of the day. Um, but then that's not what gets used because let's say, you know, a continuity issue comes up or, or something like that, you know, so just, but in theater, it's all one take, you know, you're, you're up there live. It's all you. And, and so you, you do have a little bit more, um, control, you know, um, of what an audience sees. Now, now that's not to say that you, you know, get up on stage opening night and do something completely different than you've rehearsed. That, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Do not ever do that. But like, let's say, you know, if something goes wrong on stage, you know, 
you have to fix it. You know, it's just, it's you and whoever else is on stage with you. So there's not, you know, there's not lighting designers, there's not, you know, key grips, there's not anything like that else helping on, on stage. It's just kind of you performing. And, and if a glass of water spills, it's up to you if you're going to clean it up with a rag that's on stage or you're just going to let it keep dripping, you know, <laughs> so. Great. Um, and then now gearing more towards your takeaways, I guess, what major skills did you employ? What takeaways? Well, what insight did you gain from working in the theater uh, and film industries? What insight? Insight. Um, yeah, insight. I guess experience okay. as well. Uh, I'm not sure what you're, what, what you mean, like what, uh, what insight in terms of like something that someone who's not in the film or entertainment industry wouldn't know kind of maybe stereotypes that aren't necessarily true. Um, something like that. Um, I think a lot of people think that actors kind of sit around and just eat bonbons all day. And that's definitely not true. Um, a lot of honestly a lot of time when you're when you're on set there is there's a lot of downtime especially if you're on film sets it's a lot of hurry up and wait so you you know you'll be waiting for a shot to get set and and lighting to get finished and then you know all of a sudden it's like okay like, get you know get going get going and so um but you have to be ready at any moment to to start um in theater you know you you've got your call time you know when the show goes up that kind of thing um but in film it's 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 a lot of hurry up and wait but then also i think a lot of people don't realize again if you're not on you know a a regular show or anything like that it's it's a lot of looking for jobs honestly and and i think a pe i think people don't quite realize that when they get into it um which again is why i you know i always say it's a business first and foremost you have to always remember that and then I, you know, you, you are kind of perpetually looking for work. <laughs> so looking for your next gig. <laughs> right. It's almost like a perpetual state of being a freelancer, honestly. <laughs> right. Um, that's great. Um, and then maybe can you talk a little bit about your time as the owner of Chickpea Productions and I guess um, the experience you've gained there? Uh, yeah, so I started Chickpea Productions because I was doing a lot of short form content. So things for like YouTube and, and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it was it was a business I started um, to to actually kind of not necessarily promote my own work, but just, you know, in terms of having a, a corporation for uh, for all my work to, to fall under. Um, so um, so it's a production company. Um, I. I have done other people's um, scripts and things through it, but for the most part, it's something that I actually utilize for um, for my short form content. Um, and yeah, it's, um, you know, I've done everything from produce plays under it to, um, you know, little short films, uh, like we're, I'm getting ready, we're finishing up a project, uh, Frank, right now. Uh, that's, uh, and then we also did uh, something recently um, for um, at the start of the pandemic, actually, uh, a little short that's, that's kind of worked its way through the festival circuit. So, um, which was kind of fun because it was made during the pandemic on, you know, like with three people essentially. <laughs> so it's kind of been, it's been interesting to see how that's, that's uh, gotten a lot of traction considering that it was very, very low budget. <laughs> so that's always been, uh, that's, that's, 
you know, it's kind of fun to see something that you're like, I didn't expect this to be as popular as it was because it was, a, you know, it wasn't made on a big, huge budget or set or anything like that. It was just made in an apartment. That's, <laughs> so, that's really interesting. That's yeah. cool. Um, and then you touched on this a little bit. Can you maybe speak a little bit in more detail on how the COVID-19 and, and the pandemic has disrupted the business as a whole? Um, well, I, th I mean, it's just our industry is very, uh, in the entertainment industry is a very people-oriented business, <laughs> you know, I mean, between, you know, uh, behind the scenes and then in front of the camera. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's one of those, um, you know, it's, you, you have to figure out how to go about this safely so that your crew doesn't get sick. So your actors don't get sick. And, and especially, you know, it's not like, um, you know, in regular businesses where you can work from home or even, you know, if you have to go into an office, everybody can wear masks or anything like that. Because if you're an actor and you're playing a scene that's in the 1800s, hey, they didn't have that. They weren't wearing masks then, you know? So you, you have to um, just be really like thoughtful in terms of how, um, you know, like, uh, I, I mean, I haven't worked on one of these sets, but I've heard of, there was a couple sets, I think in Canada where they basically were like, they did a little, uh, uh, almost like a, a little dome around everyone. Like nobody can leave these spots, you know, other than to go to set and come back because they were so concerned about, you know, like somebody going out to a grocery store and getting it and bringing it back in, you know? So they were being extra, extra cautious. Um, and then you have other sets where they just test everybody every day and, you know, and, but let people kind of go out and, and live their lives otherwise. So, yeah, so th this has been, uh, like things are slowly coming back to not normal, but at least something <laughs> in terms of, of, uh, of shows being, you know, shot and produced and whatnot. But, but for a while, everybody was just kind of like, we don't really know what to do because we don't, I mean, it's a, it's a pandemic and it's brand new and, you know, nobody knew proper safety precautions, you know? So yeah, everybody's learning at the same time. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's quite an expert on this yet, you know? So figuring out as you go along. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Um, and then maybe with this pandemic and, and all this havoc and disruption, where do you think the acting or entertainment industry as a whole um, will go in the next decade? How will it evolve in a sense? That's a good question. Um, I think it kind of just depends on what happens in terms of the virus itself. I mean, if, you know, if, if there's a, you know, a, a vaccine that's out relatively quickly, I, I don't think anything will ever quite go back to normal, but I, I mean, I do think that there'll be more of a sense of normalcy, you know, I, I mean, I think hopefully at some point this, you know, as more information is gathered, um, I, I don't really actually know how to answer that because I feel like everything is kind of still unknown. You know, we, you know, we don't know so much still that I don't know quite what that's going to mean for the future. Other than I, I do think that productions are going to be a little more cautious than they had been before um, in terms of a lot of things. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing either. I actually think that that's probably for the best, honestly, you know, so um, but we'll, we'll definitely see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Very cool. Um, and then as far as taking from your 
experience and insight in the business, uh, uh, the entertainment business. What are your suggestions or words of wisdom for people that are aspiring to go into the entertainment business um, or maybe are, they're aspiring to be actors? What are your tips or words of wisdom? Don't be afraid of change. Um, just because you are interested in something or like something now, doesn't mean you have to be stuck with that for life. People live for a very long time now. <laughs> and our tastes and, and the things that we hold interest in and the things that we find value in, they, they're gonna change over time. They really are. Um, so don't feel beholden to a path that you've started down just because you've started down the path. At any point, if you come to a fork in the road and are starting to think, oh, actually I find this more interesting or I feel like this suits me now better, that's fine and that's good. Um, I, I think that it's important for people to embrace change. Um, and I think that it's, you, you know, there are always gonna be people who are like, I wanted to be a doctor since I was, three years old and you know that's what they do and that you know but then there are other people who you know they might go to med school and be like you know what this isn't my thing I don't actually enjoy this I don't like it I'm I'd rather be I don't know an engineer or whatever you know and that's fine too um just because you've started down a path doesn't mean you have to keep going down it and um and that's you know that's something that I you know I've learned and then also that you can incorporate all of your paths together, especially in the entertainment industry. And that's something that I, you know, I, I feel like it's very useful to have um, knowledge in, you know, a lot of things as opposed to just one thing, because the more you know about the different aspects of the industry, the better you can kind of do your job. You know, for example, like knowing, hey, for an editor, I need to put this glass down the same way so it makes their life easier. Um, you know, like those are things that, that I, I feel like, you know, if you don't know that about editing, then you might not know that to bring it to the set, you know, just little things like that. It, it never hurts to broaden your horizons. It really doesn't, um, especially in, in this industry. So. That's awesome. Um, and then talking more towards those students again, can you maybe speak a little bit about maybe what courses or clubs they should partake in, um. And then is there really a typical path that a successful entertainer really takes? Um, I, I don't know that it's such a kind of a weird industry. I don't know that there's a typical anything in this industry. Um, I, I think that it, it also kind of depends on where, where you live at, you know, like for example, I, I lived in, you know, Tennessee for the Southeast for quite a while. And a lot of those are, for example, the right to work states. So it didn't make sense for me personally, like to, to join the union until I moved to California, you know, that then it made sense for me. But if I had done that in the Southeast, I would have actually been limiting my work. Um, and so it's like things like that, that people don't necessarily take into consideration that, that you, you kind of need to. Um, and especially if you're starting out because you, you know, you want to get experience so that you know what you're doing so that when you're on bigger sets, you know, you don't, you know, you don't do something and completely screw up, you know, a very expensive shoe, you know, you, you want to kind of, you know, cut your teeth on smaller productions. So I, I you know, I would always suggest if, especially in the town you live in, if there's, um, if there's a film school, 
Um, usually they'll have auditions at film schools for actors. Go there, you know, work on student films because that's a good way to kind of learn the process you know, and, and somebody else is learning too. So nobody's gonna like begrudge you if you don't know everything because, you know, um, because they don't know everything either. So it's a, that's a really good way to kind of cut your teeth, uh, like learning stuff, you know, um, for theater, you know, community theater, learn, you know, go to a community theater so you can learn, you know, learn the basics, um, you know, and then whenever you're, you know, if, if you pursue this, like for college, like there's usually, very specific classes that you have to take, but I, you know, I, you know, would encourage, you know, take a playwright class if you're an actor, just so you know the process playwrights go through whenever they're writing. Um, you know, uh, take, you know, take the, you know, behind the scenes, like take, you know, scene shots, that, you, know, whatever, you know, broaden your horizons so that you, you actually have, um, a base knowledge of everything so that you know going in, like, a little bit more of what's what everybody's job is that's great um and then our final question is kind of centered more around mentorship do you really have a mentor and how do you really get coaching and then i guess moving more along that path how do you continue to improve and make progress in your years of work how do you how do you do that um I, you know i don't necessarily know that i've ever had a, a mentor mentor per se. I, I, I feel like I've always had people in my life who I can, you know, ask questions and, 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 you know, instructors that have, you know, th that have kind of guided. Um, but in, in terms of um, an actual mentor mentor, I, I, I don't know that I've, I've honestly, I don't think I've ever had one. Um, not that there's anything wrong with having one and that probably would have been helpful at some point, but, but I personally don't, I don't recall ever having a, a proper mentor. Um, but, uh, and then I'm sorry, what was the second part of your question? You had a second, I was, it, it just threw me a little bit because I was like, I don't think I've actually ever had a proper one before. Right, it's, it's just more centered on how you continue to improve and make progress. Oh, well for acting, like there's a lot of, um, I mean, you can, you can always take classes. Um, you know, and uh, that's something that, I mean, especially if you move to one of the bigger cities, there's always a ton of classes. Uh, you know, a key to that is to kind of look at who's teaching the classes. Um, and then also think about like the things that you want to work on. Um, you know, for example, if you are an actor who doesn't have a lot of uh, improv training, you know, maybe search out for some improv classes that you can take just to, again, broaden your horizons, like, have kind of a, a wide net that you can you can go to and again that's also a way that you might find that you actually enjoy something that you didn't know you even liked you know um so yeah so for for acting specifically you can always you can always find classes you know or even like uh stage combat you know like maybe you don't know how to do stage combat you can find a stage combat class to take or you know things like horseback riding believe it or not you know sometimes that's you know on a lot of times they'll be looking for special skills that actors can do already. Um, so it never hurts to actually be able to do these things. Like something as silly as drive stick shift, <laughs> believe it or not. Like sometimes they're very specific. They're like, we need somebody who can drive a stick for this. And it's like, I can, okay, great. Like that, that puts anything that would actually put you kind of ahead of the game. You always want to have that on your resume under special skills. Um, 
having a valid passport can be a special skill. Not that we can go anywhere right now, but under normal circumstances, things like that are, are helpful to have down, so. Great, that's, that's very interesting. And we at least here, thank you very much for being on one of our webinars. Um, the experience, the insight uh, that you shared with us today benefited all that will view this later. Um, and we greatly appreciate that. For students that want to view more, um, please visit our website, averagelistenexperiences.com for more information. Um, and other than that, thank you very much for being with us here today. Um, and I wish you all the best.